What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, 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 go. So we're starting. Just say ready, set, go. (laughs) CJ, we're starting now. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, Hi. welcome back. This is episode five already. Dude, I love this. Like, Isn't that so crazy, uh, episode five? I want to quit everything and just do this. <laughs> Let's I mean, just talk on Zoom for the rest of our lives. We'll be eating spam and, like, <laughs> government cheese. Dust. <laughs> dust. I cannot. <laughs> I'll be eating hopes and dreams for dinner. Quite literally. That's about all I can afford at this point, so... But we'll see least, how long I last. Man, at least we'd be just fucking stupid happy. That's very true. But we cultivate our own happiness anyways. More on that yes. later. <laughs> so, my It's dear. called foreshadowing. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> what are we talking about today? What are we chatting about? So today, I wanted to talk about... Relationships in general, more specifically boundaries and what that looks like in relationships. And, you know, I think when we hear the word relationship, we automatically assume romantic relationship, right? Mm -hmm. There's more than just that in life. There are friendships. There are relationships with employees or employers. There's family relationships. Mm -hmm. There is romantic relationships. All of the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Relationships with clients. Like, there's tons of types of relationships. And I think it's important to understand what a healthy relationship looks like and what an unhealthy relationship looks like. I think what gets me sometimes, and I know that we've talked about this a million times, also, for anybody listening, if my voice sounds like I have snot in my head, it's probably because I do, so... Um, if, gonna, if it specifically sounds I'm, like I have snot in my head... <laughs> it's, that's what it is, what a, so... You congested, maybe? I'm just calling a spade a spade because I, I feel like I sound weird and I don't I like t- it. I sound like I have snot in my face. <laughs> Anyways. I think, again, I think social media is a very beautiful thing, but I think what happens sometimes with social media is that people get really, really hung up on and focused on things because of, you know, certain things they've read or reading other people's experiences. And I'm, I'm not saying those things aren't effective and good. They are. But I think sometimes it can really skew their perspectives on things. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And I'll take you a step further of being like, oh, well, social media is great. Honestly, it's not. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm even going to take it. It's a 50-50. I mean, so much. And I'll even go further than social media. I'll say technology. It is... It, and I feel like we're going to start the podcast off on on the unhealthier types, um, just sure. because I think for us as therapists, that's what our like we live, eat, sleep, breathe, um, counseling people out of these unhealthy enmeshments. Huh? Mm-hmm. I like that foreshadowing. <laughs> but talking about but talking about this with our clients and like helping them take the steps to get out of these unhealthy relationships. So that's where we're going to start. So I definitely think that. This age of technology, while it does have its advantages, yes, like, thank God I don't have to look at an encyclopedia Britannica and uh, make a book report and cite I had a whole set of those, and I was very proud because I felt like I had my own library at home, and it was was pretty beautiful. They were the shit. They were the shit. I loved reading them. I loved it. 
However, after like the fourth sighting of the source, I was like, okay, I, I get it. So obviously technology has afforded us with some great moments, right? Sure. And even social media wise of like, we get to sometimes vicariously live through other people of like, oh, they're traveling here. They're doing this. That's so awesome. But then we start to view the social media through this lens of like, well, this is this person's life. Um, when yep. obviously we've said it a million times and we've heard it a million different places, but social media is a highlight reel. So then, of course, like Valentine's Day just passed, right? So everybody's posting everything they got. And oh my gosh. And shout out here. Shout out there. Pictures here. You know, you posted me. Oh, I feel so special. And then other people whose relationships don't look like that are using that to judge their relationship against, which is completely unfair because that's not how your your relationship operates. And so mm-hmm. I think that social media plays this negative role in, in relationships because it creates this, um, this expectation that you have to post me. I have to see what you're doing. I need to know where you are. Um, you have to claim me um, because all of those things I'm using as validation for our relationship when in reality that is so far broken and backwards. So you don't want to be Facebook official is what you're saying? I All I want to do is be Facebook <laughs> official with you. Like when okay, you I'm glad we're on the same page. When you accepted my friend request the other day, I was like, oh my God, it's real <laughs> life. <laughs> we're doing this. Oh my God. Dude, I have seen this meme. I don't know why I keep seeing it. I mean, I follow a lot of, like, poetry pages and, you know, like, meme pages and, like, gushy feeling pages. But I keep seeing this meme over and over, and it's like, telling your partner where you're going at all times is not abuse, it's love. And I'm like, um... What the Let's just back that up for a second. So, here's the thing. Letting your partner or your parents or your friends know where you're going, like, that's a choice. You can absolutely do that. You don't owe anybody a fucking explanation for anything. Louder. (laughs) For the bitches in the back. Amen. You don't owe anybody an explanation for anything. If you choose to, then that is okay. I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and she was talking about going on a date with somebody that she met, like, on Tinder, Bumble, or something like that, and she was like, you know, it's a blind date, it's kind of scary, I have my location on for my friends, and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking appropriate. You let your friends know, this is where I'm going, my location is on, I'm going at this time. That's a safety measure, right? Like, that's appropriate. But having to check in with your partner or your parents or whomever every second of every day to let them know what you're doing... And let me not okay. Let me specify parents when you're an adult. When you're a child, yes, yes. if there are That's teens different. listening, you should check in with your parents. They're at home worried sick about you. No. Yes. <laughs> but definitely yes. like look like I've I've can't tell you how many conversations I've been in where people are like, Well, I just have to send my location real quick so they know where I am. And I'm like, Oh, Gross. like for like a like check in, like safety measure or whatever. Like, no, they um sometimes they think I'm not going XYZ and I'm like, What? What do you mm-hmm. mean? Like to prove yourself? Mm-hmm. That's where we need to take a step back and realize, is this even a healthy relationship? When we're constantly in this rigmarole of like, you need to prove yourself to me. You need to prove where you are. I need to know your whereabouts and all of these. Like what, now we're really, instead of just this enmeshed, um, unhealthy relationship, now we're really diving into control. And, like, you losing all that autonomy of, like, who you are as a person, what you can do, where you want to go, all of that now is becoming enmeshed in your partner. And it's (coughs) developing this relationship that, like, you are one. When healthy relationships, please hear me when I say this, healthy relationships, and this is 
hear me when I say this means I have lived this. I have lived and learned this. Healthy relationships are two people side by side enjoying their lives simultaneously. Not Mm -hmm. I curve into my partner's space and then I just enjoy everything they enjoy. Like... Mm I I am thankful that we did not have that much technology when we were growing up. Like there, like I mean, there wasn't the Atari, but in the sense of like Nintendo and like you had to blow on the game and shit. Like we would eventually just be like, "This is boring. Let's go outside and play." I cannot imagine dating someone and watching them play video games for six hours. What? What? The amount of things that I'm thankful for that did not happen when I was a teenager are endless. Like, literally, when I was 17, 18 years old is when texting was, like, first Mm -hmm. invented. And Mm -hmm. you had to pay per text. It was, like, a a, a thing that rich people did. Like, rich people. I didn't have texting right away. Like, I had a phone that you could pay minutes for. Um, My phone was don't call me until after 9 p.m. (laughs) Don't. If you love me, you won't call me until after 9 (laughs) I mean, but here's the thing. We'll talk about that later. In junior high, rumors were a thing, right? Like word of mouth rumors. Those were very much a thing. I was a victim of them a lot. I'm sure I spread them a lot because I was a miserable teenager. But to have your shit put on blast, true or not, to the world on the internet, Mm -hmm. or to... And here's... I'm, I'm... I don't want to say I'm an open book on the internet, but I am very open about a lot of things on the internet because I share my journey about a lot of things. That does not mean that everybody knows every aspect of my life Mm -hmm. because they don't have to. Right. That's not appropriate. You're allowed to keep things to yourself. And that goes for being in a relationship too. Absolutely. I'm not saying lie to your partner, but you can also keep things to yourself. You don't have to fucking share everything. Absolutely. And recognize what, when we're feeling that need to share, where is that coming from? Is that from a connection standpoint of that? I, I'm having this moment and I want to be vulnerable with my partner to further our relationship and our connection. And I'm saying this not for validation or, or praise or whatever that I'm, I'm sharing this with the intent that I'm going to get something back or the intention that I want something back, but more so if I'm sharing this for me, for myself and validating my own feelings, fine. That is healthy. That's awesome. Open Uh communication. We love it. We stand a healthy queen. However, if we're sharing these things in hopes with the intention that they're going to give us something back or they're going to validate us or they're going to, to do all of these other things for us and we're relying on their response, that's we have to take a step back and recognize that that is so unhealthy and our motives behind it are, are the behavior that we need to change. Or even taking it a step further, like you say sometimes, of like, it shouldn't come out of a place of fear, right? Like you shouldn't have to share these things out of a place of fear. My kid is seven and I tell him all the time, like, I want you to know that you can talk to me about things. I don't ever want you to be scared to tell me things, but I'm also not going to force him telling me everything because he's allowed to keep things to himself, right? Like as he gets older, those are going to be different things. But I think sometimes people share so much because they're worried about being perceived as a liar if they don't. And it's like, dude, you're allowed to have your feelings. You're allowed to have your experiences. You don't have to share everything. It doesn't make you a bad partner. It just means that you're living your life, and that's okay. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll touch on that, too. I was just going to say, I'll go even further. I don't know why, like, that's my line. Like, stop using that. I've been excessively using it. It's driving we, me nuts. We like, also blah. say absolutely a lot. Sujay was like, you, you guys say absolutely, like, all the time. And I was like, I know, and I say sure a lot. He's like, the second episode was better, but you guys say it a lot. And I was like, whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> 
yeah. I I recorded a story for Instagram probably four times because I just <laughs> kept saying, um, so, um, um, and I was like, I cannot. So, like, I just deleted it all. I was like, long story short, this is going to be wrapped up real quick. I think I just posted it the other day, I'm sure. I'm sure you saw it. I'm just I kidding. did. <laughs> um... See, there it is. <laughs> but when you were talking about Bug, um, like, not keeping things from you in the sense, but having his having his own ability to, you know, discover what he wants to share, what he doesn't want to share. <laughs> so not only is it them, like, giving our kids the freedom to be able to share what they want to share, um, it's to do what they want to do, too. And, like, I had this conversation with my daughter the other day of, like, when we were coming over to your guys' house. Um, she was like, well, I want to bring them presents so they like me. And I was like, well, skirt, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, we don't give people things so they like us. And she was like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I I just want to give them things because it, it makes me happy and blah, blah. And so we talked about, like, I think you and I talked about this, too, of, like, I just think that's her love language of wanting to give gifts um, and watch people's reaction in turn because she made a picture tonight for my mom when my mom watched her when I had an appointment tonight. And she... she <laughs> hides it behind her back and you big ol' eyes like Mima, I have something for you. And so it's just being able to as a as a parent and it, this is my relationship with her, but in any other relationship as well of being able to step back, check the facts of the situation. So that's me checking the facts with her of like do, do we know that we don't have to give people things for them to like us? And, you know, and, and then checking your own perspective or perception of the situation, which then I checked my perception and then it led to me thinking, okay, maybe this is her, her love language is gifts. Mm-hmm. So healthy relationships are possible. It is possible to have those conversations and whatnot, especially, um, I think it's easier controlled when it, when it's your child and whatnot, but even like friendship wise, I, I think it's taken me this long to get to a point in my life where if I'm having a friendship, I want that friendship to be able to have these open, vulnerable, honest conversations. I want to be able to share not necessarily like all the intimate stories, but I want to be able to say to my friend like, hey, you know, my feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. Like this is what's showing up for me and to to be heard. I think so much when we're growing up that, you know, middle school, high school, and sometimes into college too, of that, like that fear of like, if I share my feelings and if they get upset that I'm not going to be friends with them anymore. Sure. I feel like that's just something that we have to teach earlier on. That has to be something that is just drilled into us when we're younger. Of We're not in control of other people's feelings or emotions surrounding our relationship with them. And we have mm-hmm. to say the what we need to say and have these open, vulnerable conversations because that's how you build that healthy connection instead of this entangled boundaries, blurred type relationship of like, well, I can't say I really feel because then they're going to leave me or blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. the, the lie you're making up in your head. Well, and I think when it comes down to it, enmeshment can be, again, with romantic relationships, but it can also be with families. And it's that idea that you are all like one entity, right? Like being an individual is not encouraged. Excuse me. It's not, um, it's frowned upon Mm -hmm. to have an opinion that differs from your family. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now, I was always a different person in my family. (laughs) If my mom's listening, she's going to be like, Stephanie Carroll, when I was like, shut your mouth. (laughs) I was like 12. She was trying to make me go to church and I was like, 
I'm not doing this. Let me preface this by saying I went to Catholic school, kindergarten, first, and second grade. Did a lot of good, as you guys can see, if you oh, guys follow me. Oh, bless your soul. She was trying to make me go to church, and I said to her, Ma, I feel like this is like a cult. Like, we stand up, we sit down, we sing, like, all the things. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Like, it just was not, and she's not, like, a super religious person by sure. any means. I think she was trying to incorporate religion to see, you know, yeah. how it would work and yeah. what would happen and stuff. And she also raised me to be a very opinionated, assertive woman, which I am very thankful for, but mm -hmm. I think for her, she's probably like, God damn it, why did I do that? <laughs> now she just speaks her mind whenever she wants. She just but wants I'm thankful stuff. that I'm able to do that. I I had a similar experience, but I, I definitely wasn't. I mean, we were well into high school. I was like, okay, mom, <laughs> Sunday school isn't what you think it is. Like, uh, we're not discussing the Bible. <laughs> so, so I think she finally understood that we were like, we're done. We're definitely done here. And I mean, I was K through eight, K through 12 private school. No, thank you. Just reciting the Our Father and Hail Mary's. All the time. Dude, I will say, though, when I was in first grade, a nun actually hit me Ooh, at school. Girl. And my mom went off mm -mm. on her. And she was like, I do not hit my child. You will not ever put your hands on her again. And I was like, amen. Mm -mm. Good for you. Good for you. I can't remember if it was. This is such a tangent. I can't remember if it was a nun. But there was a third grade teacher that tried to give my sister some shit. And whoo-wee. Kathleen was not <laughs> having it. Oh, and oh my God, when there was an outbreak of lice when I was in second grade. and we, No, no. Lice fucking freaks me especially, out, Especially, especially because my mom was a hairstylist. My mom, she, she would check us constantly and we got it. She took the strain. I have never been so afraid of my mom in my entire life. And it had nothing to do with me. It had absolutely nothing. She wasn't directed at me at all. She wasn't, like, she marched into the principal's office, shut the door, and just reamed him. Mr. Majowski, if you're <laughs> listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I apologize for my mom's behavior Mr. 20 years ago. Mr. Majowski, also... <laughs> I do remember you used to point at us with your middle finger and then wave us over here. So I know you were flipping us off. <laughs> and I mean us as the student body, not just like me. It's not like he was like, Mari. I was such a quiet kid. I was so quiet. Oh, I wasn't. Conduct was always my worst grade. I was always talking. But I always got good grades. I just had a smart mouth, and I loved to talk to people. Nope. I was um, basically a balloon. <laughs> I was just <laughs> filled with air, and I was like, la, la, la. Just floating yeah. up in the clouds. I really feel like Mari could apply herself more. Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> Be I honest think, with you. I mean... We've talked about this before, but were your parents strict with you? Strict like how? So, like, my parents are very strict. They know this. Like, they, not that they prided themselves on being strict, mm -hmm. but they had every reason to be strict. They both came from really traumatic backgrounds. So, they needed to know, you know, where I was going, who I was going to be with. They'd have to call their parents if I was going to their house. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of what my friends were doing because they were pretty naughty when I was a kid. I was, I was hanging out with the kids that weren't behaving the most appropriately. And so... I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. I would get grounded for, like, fucking months at a time, Oof. and I couldn't do... Girl, the whole summer of eighth grade, I was grounded, so I repainted my bedroom because I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> Not a joke. My friends wrote me letters because I couldn't talk on the phone. What? Like, yes. they arrived by pigeon carrier? Like Pretty much, yes. Did yep, smoke signals actually in the air. I read them. You had yep. your own Hedwig? Oh, my God. Yes, I did. Hashtag Harry Potter. Yes. Um, 
I would say that my relationship with my parents, as far as like boundary strictest stuff like that goes, it would like my mom put the fear of God in us. Um, but like not physically, like I was never like, Oh, mom's going to hit me. Like it just was like, if you like, and we are, my curfew was like, I don't know, fucking 5 PM. It felt like it was like on on a, on a week at night, it was like seven 30 or eight. Like she was not playing. And then on a weekend, (laughs) Nine or ten, hey. Sometimes, hey. sometimes I get to eleven, <laughs> but it'd literally be like the party is starting, and oh, we gotta go drop Mari off. <laughs> oh yeah, parties? No, I Thanks, definitely. Well, I never parties. told her. I never told her there was Dude, a party. The thing with having your dad know everybody in the fucking city of Kenosha, and Oof. you can't get away with shit. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't get away with anything. Yeah, Richard didn't know anybody, so I mean, oh it was my fine. good lord. But like, I do. Like my dad was. My mom was more so the one who was strict, set the boundaries, and was like, "No, X, Y, Z. This is what we're doing." Mm-hmm. I, the only time I ever remember my dad. Doing that is when I told him I was going to go hang out with, um, I think I was a, fir- I was a freshman or a soft, no, I was a freshman cause I couldn't drive and I was going to go hang out with a sophomore who could drive and he was going to come oh, pick wait. me up from nope. my mom's house. My dad, <laughs> oh my God, Richard drove over as I was like trying to like get out of the house and be like, well, you don't need to meet him, dad. I'm not dating him knocked on his mfing window and i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm, I'm not going forget it i'm going back to my house <laughs> i was like i am joining a convent or a nunnery or whatever they're called wherever the nuns stay like I'm, I'm i'm hanging out my towel like i'm done oh my god that was the one and only time where i was like oh you do care not like he doesn't care but my dad was just a right. very private person he just didn't outwardly show things like that so, well, and dude, like, here's the thing. When you come from a traumatic background mm-hmm. and you have children, you are going to do everything in your power to protect your kids. I am thankful now at the age of, I will be 37 one month from today, hey. that my parents were strict. Because the people that I hung out with, not all of them, some of them are dead. Oh. Some of them are on drugs. Some of them are in prison. Like, scary shit. Very And scary. so my mom was like... We're not doing that. Like, that's not happening for you. And so I get why they parented the way they parented. I don't blame them for anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I am going to be strict to a point with my son because it's important to instill safety measures, obviously. Mm -hmm. But also, like, that sense of you need to protect yourself Mm -hmm. because I can't protect you from everything, right? Like, teaching them those skills. I think what's hard sometimes, though, is when you're that young... Whether it be junior high, high school, um, and you're, you feel forced to kind of tell your parents everything, mm-hmm. I feel like that can lead to being more secretive because you don't have anything for you. And like right? any relationship, any rela- if you're sure. in a friendship, if you're in a romantic partnership, any sort of thing where you're forced to do something, you automatically want to rebel against that force. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's feeling like that control and like you don't have... Um, like, you don't have any, and so when you don't have any control, you will search for control where you can get it, which then looks like, well, I don't have to tell them everything. I can do certain things here or there, and then you start to seek out 
areas where you feel like you're being, where those needs are going to be met. So again, whether Mm -hmm. you're in a romantic relationship and you don't feel like you're being heard, maybe that turns into possibly an emotional affair um, because you're being able, you feel as if you're being heard or in a a friendship. um, So one friend isn't listening. So then we maybe go over to maybe not so... (sighs) The, the friends could be great people, but maybe their decisions aren't the best, but it feels fun sure. and exciting um, and they're listening and it's new. And so we tend to then start ignoring those other red flags that are popping up. And I mean, that happens in any relationship because we search for control where we can get it or we'll manifest it. We'll create it. Well, and I think when you have also, I realize I say I think a lot just because <laughs> I do think a lot. So I do too. Sorry if you guys don't like that. Anyways. <laughs> When you grow up feeling like you have to tell people everything at all times, Mm -hmm. and then you make the decision to not do that anymore, Mm -hmm. those people are going to push back. Oh, absolutely. Because they're going to be like, "Uh, you never had a problem fucking telling me before, what's the matter now? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I decided I'm not doing that anymore. And that's okay. I can make that decision for me. Absolutely. Here we go. Now I'm just going to all focus on me saying absolutely. Thanks a lot, (laughs) Siege. (laughs) But I I definitely agree with that statement. I was just talking with um, a girl today, uh, one of my clients today, and she's trying to set healthier boundaries with her ex-husband because of the way that they, um, she's just kind of said her, her perception, I would just go with the flow because things are easier. And mm. so that's me reflecting to her, are they easier though? Are these things easier? At what point are we going to look at your needs being met? I was going to say easier for who? That's the question. Yeah. There's a reason you left that marriage. There's a reason you're not in it. You, it wasn't serving your needs, correct? And so why are we still sitting in this, this situation where we're placating the other person? Because it's easier. It's easier to just feed into what they want. People will behave how you allow them and let them behave. So if we're not setting these healthy boundaries in the sense of like, why am I making the decision? Well, I'm making the decision because it's healthy for me and it's something that I need to do or something I want to do. And if we're trying to attempt to look at their feelings and our feelings and make that decision, that's healthy. I'm not saying we make the decisions solely based off of how somebody else might feel because sure. you have no idea. You have you could do everything in your head that's quote right unquote and still somebody is going to be upset about it. Someone's going to have some sort of judgment about it. So realistically, realistically, it's looking like, am I attempting to meet my needs and their needs? If that's what I'm attempting to do, I know my intention. And so I stand by my intention. I stand by my story. And if they don't like it, they are adults and they can come to me and check the facts or check their perception of the situation. And I will gladly have that conversation with them. But ultimately, it's my decision what I allow myself to get into, to get out of, to abide by or whatever it may be that. That's my choice. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, here we go again. I think <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that. Yes. Just like all of the rest of the stuff that we talk about when we say it is hard work and we understand that us explaining it sounds simple and it's not, I say that to my clients literally every time I open my mouth about anything. I'm like, please hear me when I say, I know it sounds so simple when I break it down and say it to you, but actually putting it into play is going to be hard. When I work with clients on setting boundaries, I tell them off the bat, this is not going to be easy. You are going to get so much pushback, but without consistency, you're not going to uphold your boundaries Mm -hmm. because it's going to be easier to fall back Mm -hmm. into old patterns. And honestly, if we look at setting that boundary, that pushback, if you're firm in that boundary, 
maybe usually one or two times and sure. then it starts to dissipate and gets easier and if if not just goes away completely because if mm-hmm. you're like I'm not going I'm not doing that like when oh my gosh perfect example when I decided I was going to set that hardcore strict budget of when I mm-hmm. found out I was like oh my god I owe the IRS oh my gosh property taxes uh, like moving to being divorced having to do all of this on my own like I was in this financial crisis situation a couple of years ago, and I definitely I worked with my other friend Steph, who I would love to have on this podcast because she is phenomenal with money, phenomenal. And I know so many of my friends, us together, have discussed like there's so many financial aspects um, to life that we're not taught or we don't know about that yep. we definitely need to talk about. So I definitely want to have a financial literacy podcast coming soon. However, I digress. So not I digress. I don't even feel like that's the right word, but whatever. So focusing on financial crisis, right? And I was looking like, okay, where can I cut different areas of my life out to make sure that I'm saving this money? And so it looked like I went to my friends and I was like, you guys don't ask me, do not ask me to go out. Do not ask me to go out after work to get a drink. Do not ask me to go to a bar. Do not. And this is all pre COVID times guys, obviously. (laughs) My God, give anything to go sit at a bar. No, but Basically, like, don't ask me. I'm not going out anymore. Like, realistically, it's going to be for my birthday and maybe one other day during the year. That's about it. Um, And, like, I was in a summer volleyball league and hopefully, God, please, please let that come back. But I was in that and, like, we would always go out afterwards. I was like, don't ask me to stay. I'm literally going to bring a drink from home, play the three games, and I'm going home, period. And I held tight to that. And sure, in the very beginning couple of come on Mari please oh my god la 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 no I'm not going I'm not this is important to me this is like this is big girl real life shit that I am dealing with like I cannot do that and sure enough honestly a couple of times I wasn't asked anymore and now it's 2021 and I'm still not asked and you're a hermit so and I literally don't do anything well and I think the other thing to keep in mind too is if somebody is pushing back on your boundary in personalizing your boundary as something they did, what did I do wrong, X, Y, Z, that is not a you issue. That is a them issue. And if they are an adult, they can come and speak to you about it, and you can explain this has nothing to do with you personally. This is my boundary for me. And instead of the passive approach of the, like, what did I do? Did I upset you? Mm -hmm. And where you're having to, like, talk them through it. Let's look at the opposite side of if you loved me, you would. Mm-hmm. If you were my if you were my friend, if you really cared about me, you would. We're not using moralizing statements here to judge whether or not I'm going to perform an act for you. We're not doing that. We're not guilting people into doing things either in 2021. Unhealthy 101. So. We're not. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. If you want to go out, you absolutely can. I've you've asked, I've given you an answer, and that's what it is. That's my favorite. That's my favorite line lately. When people just keep asking me the same shit over and over again, clients included, I love you guys, but you asked and I've given you an answer. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily say that with clients, but I have instructed clients to say that to other people of people who just keep on them. Mm-hmm. You've asked and I've given you an answer. Period. There's no need to keep reliving this track. Their inability to accept your answer does not mean you need to explain yourself more. You don't owe anyone an explanation as to nope. why you are changing your behavior. Mike, and I mean, Mike drop. when it comes, <laughs> when it comes to growth, the, I don't want to say unfortunate or sad because it's really not the reality of the situation is people are going to be left behind. 
because they aren't ready to grow or they aren't on the same trajectory and that's okay. They're on their own path and that's okay. Yes, I'm so glad that you said that. That it's it's not this sad, it's not this that people will get left behind. You have outgrown them. Mm-hmm. That is the price that you pay of leveling up. That is the price that you pay of working on yourself. However, I know, I know and can promise you to a fact that if you continue to work on yourself, that will never be an issue. It will not be this, this like, oh my gosh, I miss them. You won't. You will be so busy focusing on you and your craft and, and your power and stepping into, into what you can create that that won't be an issue. Or you have a conversation with them randomly and you're like, oh God, yeah. is that how I was? Yes. That's embarrassing. Yes. Right? Like, man, I've grown. So in closing, to wrap it all up. If we're looking at boundaries in any any relationship standpoint, we have to balance between like acceptance and change, like how DBT, walking the middle path, balancing between acceptance and change, balancing between an, a, a healthy um, point of acceptance where we give and take and share information, and then also that changing point where I am allowed to adapt and grow and be who I am in this relationship, and you are allowed to adapt and grow and be who you are in this relationship, and there will be no judgment or shame based on that. Just open dialogue and conversation about how we're growing. Absolutely. What? I said absolutely. (laughs) I was like, what? Did you have an epiphany? (laughs) We're just going to make t-shirts that say absolutely. (gasps) Hashtag rewriting her story. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely, period. Yes. End of story. On the back, they'll say, I think. I love it. (laughs) So much merch. So are we going to make this... Are we going to make this a two-parter, or do you feel like we fully explained what we wanted to explain? I feel like we fully explained what we wanted to explain. I feel like there definitely Same. will be other podcasts that will touch on, like, boundaries, um, toxicity, and um, a bunch of other things that, that relates to relationships, but I really feel like we had a good coverage of that you are enough as a whole. There is no need to prove yourself to other people. There is no need to... Um, consistently check in or validate for somebody else like that person has to validate themselves no matter how much social media you post or whatever it may be or comparing your life to somebody else's on social media like focusing on yourself and what you can control will always always be the path that is going to lead you to the greatest happiness and don't allow somebody else's lack of desire to grow like prohibit you from wanting to Absolutely. grow, right? Because I think so many times in relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships, I think so many times people get lost because they're like, well, I don't want to leave them behind or they're not on the same path and this is going to be weird or they're going to think this is dumb and then they don't want to go any farther. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do that to yourself. You have one life. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get another chance. But this is it. This is it. I mean, Maybe. Maybe it's it. I mean, we could, that could be a whole other podcast about spirituality and zodiacs. And yes. Hey. Yes, for sure. I'll tell, tell my mom to skip that one. Marty, there <laughs> is no such thing as reincarnation. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. God, I hope there is. Ugh. I just want to be a ghost. Uh, what? Not me. I want to be I a ghost. I did not sign up for that. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, I think it would be so Oh my cool. gosh. I would be apologizing for everything. I'd be like, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm so sorry. Go back to sleep. I love you. <laughs> I would mess with so many people. Oh my God. That's terrifying. Stop. 
Stephanie, it if is I go before you, Steph- if oh I go before you, watch out. <laughs> you know what? I'll be an old lady by then, so I'll just be like, okay, who's this bitch? I'll be like, just take me. Take me. I want to be with you again. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. I swear to God, don't you dare. <laughs> it's nighttime. Why are we even talking about this? You know I'm I get sorry. nervous. It's too late. It's too late for it you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you All right, for everybody. tuning in. If you in. haven't followed us yet on Instagram... We are at Rewriting Her Story Podcast, also at SpookyFitMom13, at B underscore XO11. Feel free to email us if you have suggestions on things that you want us to talk about. Like, we're down to adapt to whatever. Our email is rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. I generally put that all in the show notes for you guys to be able to see it when you open it up to make it a little easier. But otherwise, we will not see you. Just (sighs) kidding. we're doing it. We'll see you soon. (laughs) We will talk to you guys soon. Bye!